Welcome to the Generation Life Church Sermon Podcast. We are a life-giving church for everyone. We are multi-generational, multicultural, and exist to multiply by reaching our community both locally and globally with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray that this message helps you in your walk with Jesus. I hope you came ready for the word today. We, um, anybody come ready for the word? Yeah, there you go. We, um, we're starting a brand new series, and I just kind of wanted to start off with, uh, with a question. And that question is this. What if I told you that you can be one of the most influential voices in the world? Was that a little too much for you? Was that a little too aggressive? Should I step out and come back? Maybe, maybe step out and come back in here like this and say, let's try that again. <laughs> All right. What if I told you now, maybe that was a little bit much. What if I told you that... You can be the most influential voice in the lives of your family or in the lives of your children or in the lives of your friends. Because whether you know it or not, if you are a follower of Christ, you are called to be an influencer. So the title of our series is called Influencers. How many of you guys go way back to the Cedar Grove days? Remember when we were in Cedar Grove? I preached a message there called Influencers. It was just a one-time, standalone message. And um, when I prepare a message, I go before the Lord in prayer. And so I've got this little prayer chair, and I'm on my knees in prayer, and I'm asking, Lord, what do you want to preach? And he just laid it out for me. And I just feel strongly to not preach the same message, but something similar, and to kick off a brand new series called influencers. Somebody say, I am an influencer. influencer. All right, let's say it one more time with some passion now. I am an influencer. All right, there you go. Now, here is the tagline. The tagline is, when the kingdom invades the culture. When the kingdom invades the culture, because I think it's kind of upside down right now. Anybody notice like the world is kind of upside down right now where the culture is influencing the kingdom? Now, what do I mean by the kingdom? I'm talking about the church. It's time for the followers of God's kingdom to invade the culture. And you're part of that. And so I took this, um, I took this webinar <laughs> uh, on how to become an influencer on TikTok. Anybody on TikTok in here? Right? A couple hands, I guess. Um, and, and so this, this webinar was about how to earn a living using social media, like the social media platform specifically for TikTok to, to earn monetary gain. And, and so um, he, the guy who, who was on here who was doing this webinar, he said, if you really, really want to begin to build the kind of following that pays dividends, he said... This is the strategy. You need to create three videos per day, and you need to share those for 30 days. And I was like, wow. He said, and then after that 30 days, you will have developed a following. And then after you develop that following, you charge them $3,000 for your content. Or perhaps you're launching a course. You charge $3,000 for this. So, of course, we're like, well, man, three grand, that's a lot of money, right? Like, and so one, somebody asked and, and said, well, what if, what if you're not really confident that, you know, for $3,000, you're not, 
an expert in your field? Like, what if you don't feel like your information is worth it? And the guy said something that, like, blew my mind. He said, you don't have to be an expert. Just believe firmly in your product, and they will spend the money. I was like, what? <laughs> just, just like be, be, and then he backed that up. He backed up his statement, and he said, he just began to name all of these influencers who are making a living on this social media platform by making TikTok videos. And I was like, man, hold up a second. Now, you mean to tell me that these influencers with a large following making a living on this platform don't really know what they're talking about? You know, and people are paying them the money? So people are paying them $3,000 for their expertise, but, but they're not an expert, but they are an influencer, and they are making money. Something just doesn't seem like all there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you imagine you give three grand to somebody and they don't know what they're talking about, but you paid them the money? And what I came to know was a lot of the influencers themselves, like when they first launch out, they're really not that confident it's going to succeed. They're just willing to take a chance. Even if it looks ridiculous. Now, you know some of that stuff online looks ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of that, some of those videos, but I was watching a, um, there was a lady, she was reporting the news and, and she was like doing this silly little dance while reporting the news. I mean, it looked, she's like, and it's going to be sunny, you know? And I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I kind of started thinking about it and I was like, well, I mean, if you really think about it, it's like, it's way better than some old cranky weatherman. Say, oh, it's going to be rainy again today. You better get your umbrella. It's just going to be, you know. I was like, I guess I'd rather see the girl who's got, you know, a little bit more enthusiasm about it. <laughs> Confession. Anybody want to confess? Anybody ever watch those, like, YouTube shorts or, or some of those silly videos online and you know you spend way too much time on them? Anybody there? I'll make a confession. I got this one. He's called the Bushman. Have you guys ever seen that guy? He, like, he, he, he gets in this ghillie suit and he sits in this potted plant in public areas and people walk by like, oh, look at that. I got pineapples hanging from this bush. And he jumps out at him and he gets them like, ah, I'll sit there for hours watching that stuff right there. <laughs> I've told you, I've woken Katie up in the bed before trying not to laugh and shaking the whole house, you know. Those guys get me going. It doesn't take much for me, you know. Um, but you know what that tells me? That tells me that it doesn't have to be expensive to be effective in God's kingdom, right? It doesn't have to be polished to be powerful. Like what you have, you have what you, what you have. Like he gave you what you needed. You, you don't need all that other stuff. So the biblical influencer says, well, if they can do that with their gifting and become influential, well, then maybe I can do this with my gifting for Jesus and also become influential. And if you are a follower of Christ, God has called you to be the influence, not the influenced. Well, I'll say that again. If you are a follower of Christ, God has called you to be the influence, not to be influenced. And here's the reality. 
<laughs> you ready for this? You don't have to be an expert in your field. Just believe firmly in your product, which is the word of God, and you can be influential. Oh, that was a good place for an amen right there. That's all right. That's all right. No big deal. That's okay. <laughs> because God has called you to be an influencer. You are an ambassador for God's kingdom. You're called to influence the culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ on every platform that you have, whether it be uh, on social media or in person. You are called to be an influencer. Where are my parents at? Throw a hand in the air. If you are a parent, God has called you to raise children to be influencers for God's kingdom. That's why I just wanted to take a moment. I know we're celebrating graduation Sunday next Sunday, but can we just take a moment to celebrate all of those graduates real quick? Can you put your hands together for all of that hard work? Great work. Great work. But you know what? I wanted to do that as a lead-in to celebrate somebody who I feel really needs to get some props, and that is the parents. Parents, if you have a graduating student, would you please stand for a moment and be recognized? Come on. Can we show some love? If you're online, stand in your living room right now. We, we just want to take a moment. Come on, make some noise. You can do better than that. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. They sat down right away. Way to go, guys. I once left a whole wedding standing for like a half hour. I forgot to tell them to sit down. But the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 in verse 1 said, follow me as I follow Christ. Or let's read it from the NIV version. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Shout out to parents who were the example for their kids so that they might be able to get to where they are right now. And so Paul is saying, Christ was the ultimate influencer. And I'm going to model my life after him. And as I do, my hope is that I might influence others to do the same. Because in Scripture, a biblical influencer is one that influences another to follow Christ. That's good, isn't it? In Scripture, a biblical influencer is one who influences another to follow Christ. And I want to speak today to people who want to be influencers for the Lord. I want to speak to fathers who want to be influencers in their children's lives. I want to speak to mothers who want to be influencers in their children's lives. I want to speak to people who, who want to be influencers in the lives of your followers, Right? Now, this might be a bit of a stretch for you because, you know, maybe you're, you're not in ministry or you're not a pastor or you're not a preacher, but you are influential. What if you began to see your followers as your church? Like, like what if you begin to say, you know what, I can influence my followers for Christ and you created your content accordingly. Because in the New Testament, a biblical influencer is one who influences another to follow Christ. And so I want to look at somebody in the scripture who, he did not have a very huge following, but he used his influence wisely and made a contribution 
to the generations by just practicing a handful of disciplines that God used to literally influence his culture and to change the course of human history. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter number 10. And the guy we're looking at, his name is Cornelius. And if you've been part of this church, this is like my third time I preached on Cornelius. Like, this is my guy right here. Um, I, I believe the reason why I love this man is because he doesn't come with a whole lot of qualifications, but yet his life was incredibly impactful. And so we're just going to read eight verses, and um, I dare not ask everybody to read together. You know, that's a lot of verses. You know what I mean? So let's just read one verse at a time, and I'll do it and you listen. Sound good? Yeah. You guys want to read out loud? No. Okay. Gotcha. I saw some heads turning. That's all right. I want to read the word of God with me. That's all right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Check it out. At Caesarea, there was a certain man named Cornelius, a centurion, in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Somebody say regularly. I have a hard time saying that word. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear and said, what is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. Can you say amen? Now, um, the rest of this account, I would encourage you like today when you get home, to read the entire book of Acts chapter number 10. Um, because what happens next is the apostle Peter, he comes and he shares the gospel of Christ with Cornelius. And, and he lets everybody know that Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he rose from the dead on the third day. And if you repent of your sin, you and your family can receive eternal life. That's the gospel all by itself in its simplistic form. And so Cornelius... And his family, they're like, man, we want to do this. They receive Christ on the spot, and the church, as we know it, was born. Now, you may say, well, what about the book of Acts chapter number two, right? Like, wasn't the church born in the book of Acts chapter number two? And yes, you know, we believe that firmly here. You know that our vision statement of Generation Life Church comes out of Acts chapter number two, right? Who knows it by heart? The vision statement, that is, not Acts chapter number two. Like, we're a life-giving church for everyone. Come on, say it with me. We're a multi-generational, multicultural, and exist to multiply by reaching our community, both locally and globally, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there we go. I caught you guys off guard with that vision statement. Didn't have it on the screen. Folks were pulling out their phone. Like, I know I got this thing in a note. See, but up until this moment, the gospel of Christ had only been preached to Jews, not Gentiles. See, a Gentile is a non-Jew, but Cornelius lived his life in such a way that it moved God 
to allow a move of God to happen in this man's life. And so technically, this is the start of the church as we know it today with both Jews and Gentiles. Oh, it's a beautiful picture of the church. Wouldn't it be something for us to live our lives in such a way that it influenced your entire family to follow Christ? Does anybody want that kind of influence? I just wanted to give you a few points for helping to become that kind of influencer for Christ in the lives of your family, in the lives of your friends, and in the lives of your followers. And God has called you to be an influencer for him. And remember this, you don't have to be an expert in your field to be an influencer. Just believe firmly in your product. Believe in the word of God and you can be influential. Because being an influencer starts with a question. Here's the question. If you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to write this down, pull out your phone, make a note, and, and take this down. How can I be an influence for Christ on this platform? How can I be an influence for Christ on this platform, whether it be online or on site? How can I be an influencer for Christ on this platform, in this relationship, in this family, at this school, in this corporation, with the knuckleheads that I have to work with? Oh, sorry about that. But, but in, in that area, in that field, how can I be? Lord, how can I be an influencer for you right here, right now? So if you're taking notes, let me have you write this down. Number one. Be an influencer to your family. That is your first ministry. Your first ministry is your family. Be an influencer to your family. Acts chapter 10 and verse 2. We're just going to keep hitting this same verse. The word of the Lord says, He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Now, what if our primary focus was to say, how can I stay influential in their lives? Like, who's their lives? We're talking about the people that you love the most, your family, your friends, your followers, right? Like, let's take it, uh, for our kids for an example. Let me, let me just illustrate this for you. Take our kids for an example. I would ask the question, how can I keep Christ relevant in their lives? Like, how can I keep Christ relevant in their lives? I would then ask, like, what, what are some habits that I can help my kids develop? How, what, what can I do? What, what's my part? How can I? What are some practices that we could implement in my house to help my children develop and grow in their relationship with God? That's a big time question right there. So I want to give you an action step and indulge me if you would. But you know how we, uh, we spend a lot of time online. Anybody ever find themselves just kind of scrolling online, you know, and you fell asleep and you kind of woke up and you're still doing the same thing, you know? Um, not me, but maybe you do that. <laughs> Let me give you an action step. Spend 25% of your time online researching 
how to raise godly children if you're a parent. Spend 25% of your time researching how to be a better parent. Right, like if they're an athlete, this was a game changer for us. If they're an athlete, spend 25% of your time researching online how can they become a better athlete. That means I'm looking online, I'm searching for some workout programs for them. I'm looking for nutrition programs for them. Like this opened up a whole new season of life for me and for my boys, you know, because they play sports. It allowed me to have that level of influence at this season of their lives, right? So, so maybe your kids aren't, you know, they're not, they're not on a team or anything. Maybe your kids are, are um, into fashion or into art or into gaming or music, or maybe they're movie buffs, right? Whether it, whatever it is, spend 25% of your time online researching about what's most important to them. Because, you know, we'll spend hours on the phone and, and, and on our computer researching stuff that really doesn't even matter. But what if we took that time and used 25% of our time researching how to stay influential in the lives of those whom we love the most? Now, that was a good place for an amen right there, too. Right? Like, that was, I need one of those signs you know how they do? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you don't have kids. But maybe you want to be an influence for Christ. What if you took 25% of your time that you would normally just kind of scroll on social media and you use that to research how to become a more effective influencer? Like you research the top trends and, and you look for ways to influence the culture for Christ. That would take your influence up to a whole nother level. Let me give you the second point. Number two, is this okay for you? Be an influencer to your friends. Now watch this. Through generosity. Take a look at the next part of this verse right here in Acts chapter number 10 and verse 2. The scripture says, He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need. Now, let me clip it right there. Cornelius had many friends and a good name in his community because he was known for being generous. So um, Katie and I, we were in Pennsylvania not long ago, and uh, we attended a funeral for uh, one of our good friends from our family um, named Justin Curtis. And Justin was 40 years old. And, um, you know, he was from our former church in PA. And um, like most people in that area, the business is, is oil and fracking. And so Justin just so happened to be one of the guys trained for one of the rigs. But while he was working on one of the rigs, he lost his life and he passed on to be with the Lord. And so um, as I was eulogizing him, I said um, to his parents who were sitting right on the front row, and I said to Jay and Julie, I said, you know, Jay and Julie, one of the things that Justin was known for was for being generous. And I said, and he learned that generosity by watching his parents. Like he learned that from you guys. They were sitting right on the front row. And I said, and I believe the results of, of Justin's generosity and the kind of friend that he was caused there to be over 3,000 people at Justin's viewing, plus all of the ones who came from the funeral. 
So here's a challenge. You ready for this one? To grab onto something. Grab onto somebody if you have to. <laughs> what if we interviewed your friends? Would they say you were generous? That's a big challenging question, right? Would they say you were generous? Or they'd be like, man, that dude owes me 20 bucks. You know, tell him to text me. <laughs> now take a look at this last part of this verse, uh, verse 2. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Number three, and this is my final point. Be an influencer to your followers. Now watch this. By prayer... Grounded in the love of Christ. See, it was, um, it was love that caused Peter to cross racial, religious, and social barriers. To share the love of Christ with Cornelius. It was a big step for him to share this with those who looked differently than he did. So family, um, it's Pride Month. And if you live in this community, that's evidenced as you drive through the downtown area of Hillsboro, because you see all the pride flags on display as you travel down Churton. And I don't know how that makes you feel as you drive through the downtown area. But as we've said in Scripture, a biblical influencer is one that influences another to follow Christ. A biblical influencer is one who influences another to follow Christ. What if from now on, when you drive through downtown Hillsboro, you prayed and you said, Lord, how can I show the love of Christ and influence this community to follow after you? There's a lot of love in that. Grounded in love. Listen, we pray this prayer for every other community. We pray this prayer for the Muslim community. We pray this prayer for the Buddhist community. We pray this prayer for every other religious community and social community. Why not pray these kinds of prayers for the LGBTQI plus community? Because a biblical influencer is one who influences another to follow after Christ. Let love drive your content online and on site. So here's, here's a question to take with you. What if you viewed your followers as your future followers of Christ and created content accordingly? Like that kind of changes things a little bit, doesn't it? That, that sort of changes a little bit because, because now it matters what you post. Now it matters what you say. Now it matters how you carry and you conduct yourself because hopefully by hearing this message today, you realize that you are an influencer. You are commissioned. If you don't know that, in the name of Jesus, I deputize you. In the name of the Lord, you are an influencer. So I want to ask the band if they would come up and I want to recap First, number one, be an influencer to your friends. Number two, be an influencer to your, or excuse me, number one, be an influencer to your family, then to your friends, then to your followers. 
because a biblical influencer is one who influences another to follow Christ. Can you say amen? So um, today, today is a little bit of a bittersweet kind of a day because uh, we have the Fortney family who is spending their very, very last Sunday with us. And, um, you know, these guys have just been awesome. And, um, yeah, we could put our hands together. So, um, you know, Lester, Lester has led our, um, he's led our Gen Life men's ministry and, um, and took it from off the ground and, and turned it into what it is now. And Jennifer has, you know, she's been singing. She's on our worship team. Jennifer's been singing on worship teams for like, I don't even know how long, as long as I've known you. And um, they have incredible kids. Um, you know what? They have the, the, the football son that is on social media who he models this for me. Like Jackson models this for me. There are times he'll post something and I'm like, okay, that kid motivated me today, you know? And uh, hats off to you guys because I know that's parents behind their child. And I know, Lester, you're a great influence in his, fa- in his life. Um, and so uh, the Fortneys are going to be, they're going to be moving on to Austin, Texas. And uh, guys, the hand of the Lord's upon your life. And God's going to bring you to Austin, Texas to be an influence for him. And uh, what I'd like to do is, I just wanted to ask if um, Lester and Jennifer, if you guys would just come up here on stage for a moment. And um, John and Molly Stilm, go ahead, put your hands together. So John and Molly Stillman have um, a little something special for them. And so I'm just going to turn it over to, um, to them, and then uh, we'll say a few more words in a moment. The date was October 17th. 2021 was a Sunday. It had just been announced the day before that the New Hope campus would be closing. And so on Sunday, right before church, I was standing in the hall talking to Wes. What what are we going to do about this here? And uh, Lester walked up and said, what are y'all doing? You look like you're plotting something. And I said, I'll just throw a test balloon out there. I said, you want to come to this new church we're about to start? And without skipping a beat, he grinned his big grin, and he said, yeah, man, I'm all in. And now when I said that, I was like 70% serious that it was a thing I wanted to do. And uh, as soon as he said, yeah, I'm all in, in that moment, I went from 70% serious to 100% serious. Because I said, if Lester's on board, we can actually make this work. (laughs) And from that moment, we never looked back. interest meeting later that week. They were there in their lawn chairs, sitting right there in the front. By week two, Jenna was up here singing with the kids. Lester grinning his big grin, watching her. By week three, I think, Jennifer was up here with the worship team. Um, And I honestly don't know how that sequence of events would have unfolded if this towering sailor hadn't, without hesitation, said, yeah, I'm all in. And so we miss you already. It's not going to be the same having a worship team without you in it. I can't imagine speaking from this stage without you smiling and nodding enthusiastically the whole time from right there. So uh, we have a book of pictures of y'all being all in for the last 19 months or so. But we thank you. And wherever you go from here, you are part of the group that started. So we hope to see you back. We want to... Cakes, come on up for a moment. Hey, we're going to lay hands on you Actually, guys. I wanted to say, we got a couple 
Oh, you guys are going to say if you can. I'm going to try to this out without crying because 16 years ago, my husband and I, we found a church home. And I, the first person, the first voice, I remember singing and just praising the Lord was Jennifer Rice. And even after she got married, I was still calling her Jennifer Rice. Um, But I just want to say, I watched you for years. It took me seven years to get on stage and and worship. And I just remember just how you lead with such humility and grace. And I just want you to know that you will will always be with us (laughs) because you had such an influence um, on me, on our team, and we're just so grateful for you, and I love you so much. Um, so I've never shared this with you, um, but when I walked into the doors of a church for the very first time on September 26th, 2010, I walked in very lost. I didn't know the Lord. Um, and I was really uh, just scared to walk into a church. And the worship started, and you were leading worship that day. And I remember you saying Hosanna, because that was like this, when we sang Hosanna every week. <laughs> and I watched you lead worship, and I said, I want what she has. And you just exude the love of Christ in everything that you do. And then when I got saved, I, like the next month, I, I auditioned for the worship team. And you, I don't even know if you remember this, but you were Jennifer Rice, but you were like my welcome buddy onto the team. And you just made me feel so welcome. And I was like, I'm just this like baby believer. And you just like brought me under your wing and I'll never forget that. And thank you so much for everything. We just love you guys so much. Hey, family, I want to invite you, if you would stand, and uh, maybe you can stretch forth your hand. We're going to lay hands on the Fortneys. Come on right over here in front and center, guys. Front and center. I know it's going to be an emotional time. We're going to sing You Keep Hope Alive after this, and I was like, we're going to You Keep Hope Alive. (laughs) But yeah, guys, we love you. Yeah, we love you. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bittersweet, but we know the hand of the Lord's on you, and we know he's going to lead you. And so um, we just wanted to take a moment and pray for you guys and, and send you on out. Amen. Hey, family, stretch your hands forward if you would. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to give you thanks for the Fortney family right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that the steps of a good man and woman are ordered by the Lord. And we give you thanks right now, Lord, for the ordination of steps. Father, we thank you for favor. Lord, we thank you for your spirit being with them, being behind them. We know you got their back. And Lord, for leading them by your spirit. Father, I want to pray for their children. I want to pray in Jesus' name for a divine favor. Father, that you would cover them, you would surround them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, we give you thanks, Father, that as they go to Austin, Texas, Lord, that they will be true influencers for you. We ask that right now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Generation Life Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that this message inspired, encouraged, and challenged you in your walk with Jesus. Join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. in person at 
Orange High School or online via our YouTube channel. For more information about Gen Life or to connect with us, visit generationlifechurch.com.